Hello, and welcome to our fragmented selves. My name is Rogue. I am the host of this dissociative identity disorder system, and I am also going to be the host of this episode. Um, our fragmented selves is a podcast about our lived experiences with dissociative identity disorder. So we'll be looking at things like how DID has impacted us, what it's been like um, living with this diagnosis, what it's been like um, before we knew um, that we had dissociative identity disorder, and also discuss some of the things um, in our journey so far. So in this episode, we hope to be discussing um, the basics of dissociative identity disorder. So basic things like what it is, um, some of the roles that members of the system might have. Um, we might also include a couple of roles that I'm not sure if any other system has, um, but it's, um, these are roles that we have within our system. So dissociative identity disorder is a a disorder that used to be known as multiple personality disorder um, before they realized that it was not so much a personality disorder as it was a dissociative disorder. So dissociative identity disorder is defined as having two or more distinct identities. Um, so having um, it's kind of like having multiple people, multiple strangers in the same body and mind. Um, a lot of people tend to think it's like having a bunch of friends in the same body, uh, in the same mind. And it's really not like that at all. Um, there is a lot of misconceptions with dissociative identity disorder. Um, and maybe as we go through these episodes, um, we'll clear some of those misconceptions up as well. It's not to say that living with dissociative identity disorder is all doom and gloom. It does have some pretty funny moments for sure, but, um the disorder itself can be very, very exhausting to deal with and it can leave you feeling lonely. Um, so yeah, um, our experience with this disorder has been a hell of a wild ride. Um, we've kind of had instances where uh, even speaking about having this disorder has made us feel very alienated from everyone around us and it's not a pleasant feeling um I don't really know how else to describe it um but yeah um so 
It's estimated that around about, I think it was 1.1 or 1.5% of the population of the world has this disorder. Um, that, I believe, was purely just the statistics for those who'd been diagnosed as of 2022. Um, so the chances are that might have increased over... Uh, the span of from 2022 till now um and again this doesn't cover those who are undiagnosed and i mean with this disorder it is um something that our therapist has even said that it's probably underdiagnosed um and we've also read in certain places that it's commonly misdiagnosed with the likes of borderline personality disorder um which is unironically something we we have been diagnosed with as well um so yeah um that is what the idea is it's basically just having two or more separate identity states in the one body um that are very distinct and different from each other oftentimes you kind of feel like you don't have control um of your body or yourself and sometimes it kind of feels like your thoughts and emotions aren't really your own as well it kind of it's a weird feeling um and it does leave you kind of questioning yourself a lot or at least that's what it's done for us and there tends to be those amnesia states where when another member of the system is in control like it's kind of like there's just nothing there um it's like someone stopped hitting the record button um and i tend not to remember what's happened after um coming back um so yeah um it's not not the easiest thing to deal with um, but it's not all dim and gloom either. So what about roles of members in the system? Well, there's a few roles that we'll cover uh, in this episode. So we're going to talk about what the role of the host is. We're going to talk about what the role of a protector is. We are going to talk about the role of a persecutor. And we are also going to talk... Um, about gatekeepers um there are other roles in in um in the system but those are the ones that we really want to focus on today and we're also going to talk about one that we haven't heard any other system talk about and for us um there is a specific role um that a couple of uh members in our system have that we call observers um so we'll go into detail about that and what that kind of role looks like for them um so yeah start off with the host um so as i mentioned at the start i am the host of this system um so the host of the system <laughs> is basically the uh member of the system who most commonly uses the body um so 
frequently in control of the body, frequently at the front. Uh, and I tend to deal with most of the stuff in day-to-day -day life. Um, there's some things that I don't deal with in day-to-day -day life. Um, someone else in the system handles that, but, um, yeah, so basically just the main fronter, the person who fronts the most is the host. Um, there's like a little rhyme that I normally do with that. It's like the host with the most. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that's just our definition of it. Um, you have the protectors and they are the ones who make sure that everyone is safe, uh, or the body is safe. Um, some protectors don't look after, um, well, some protectors are more or less like focused on specific members of the system and some are focused on specific aspects of things. So in our system, we have a social protector. We have a, um, well, I have a protector who's like a big brother to me. And, um, there is also protectors for any spicy stuff that might happen in life. Um, um, so yeah, the protectors basically just kind of make sure that people are safe or the body is safe and that we don't come to harm. Um, persecutors are the members of the system that tend to sabotage things a lot. They tend to sabotage healing, um, things in daily life. Um, they are not evil by any stretch of the imagination. They are not doing this to be evil. They are not doing this to be malicious. Oftentimes they are doing this because they are misguided. Um, now I'm not saying that that's the case for all persecutors because that's not, um, but, but they aren't evil. Um, they're not like the, um, they're not like maybe what you've seen in Split, for example. I really hate that movie, by the way, but, um, it's, it's really per representation of things. Um, so yeah. And gatekeepers, they are the ones who normally control, um, the switching or who has access to the front or internal world, etc. Um, they also, they can also control access to things like certain memories or certain altars. Um, we have a few gatekeepers, um, and, uh, one of them is absolutely terrifying in my opinion. Um, but that's just my my opinion on what I've seen uh, of them. Um, and we'll talk about appearances of um, alters at a, at a later state. But um, yeah, and we have a particular role in our system called observers. 
and those are the ones who merely observe. So they watch what's going on. Uh, they keep an eye um, uh, on on the world, on our environment, uh, on the situations that we are going through. They kind of gather that data and that information and they take it to our protectors, um, our gatekeepers, and um, one of our main observers, Lena, um, she tends to be very strategic, um, very methodical, very logical, and yeah, so it helps to kind of keep an eye on a situation if we need that, um, um, so yeah, that is what an observer is to us, um, now, sometimes our observers, like Lena, for example, will also provide information to the likes of our therapist um, in order to give insight on things, to give a bigger picture or a more um, full picture of what's going on in our system and you know, the life around us and such. Um, Lena tends to be very good at that. Lena is also very good at calling me out for things that I maybe don't want to admit. Um, but yeah, she is like a very caring, nurturing, motherly type of person. Um, but she is not one of our uh, caretakers inside. Um, she doesn't have that as one of her roles, but um, a lot of us in this system have agreed that she she might as well be, um, but that's not something that she's interested in, so she just sticks to observing and archiving. Um, and so she's not one that normally will front a lot, but she will front if the situation deems it necessary for her to front. Um, so yeah. Um, so the one thing that I will say about our system in particular is that we are very much protector heavy. Um, a lot of the members of our system are protectors. Um, we have quite a lot of persecutors also, but not nearly as many as the protectors. And since we kind of touched on it um, earlier, um, we mentioned caregiver uh, when we were talking about Lena. Um, so a caregiver in our system is someone who will look after either the littles in our system or will look after, you know, um, the body when we're sick or look after us in general, um, they, they tend to make sure that we are looking after ourselves and also making sure that we look after the body as well. Um, so that means like, um, making sure that we are keeping ourselves at least somewhat presentable, um, at least keeping ourselves, um, clean, uh, if we're sick, making sure that we are 
taking the medicines to get better, um, also making sure that we're taking our medicine in general, um, day-to-day life. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we have like a bunch of other conditions um, that we are dealing with, um, which we might talk about in later podcast episodes. We might talk about how the conditions uh, impact us all differently. Um, so now we're going to go on and we're going to talk about some things that we've been asked. Um, so I was thinking about maybe waiting to a future episode, um, for some of these things, but I'll go ahead and answer them on this one. Um, so something that we get asked a lot is, um, is how to treat us, um, and honestly, the best way um, to treat us is just to treat us like normal people, um, as you would um, any person that you met for the first time. Um, some of us will not like you, some of us might like you, and others might have zero opinion about you whatsoever. Um, so the best way to deal with them is just treat them um, as you would uh, meeting a complete stranger. Um, not comparing them to other members of the system, uh, unless they're okay with that, I guess. Um, it's not something that um, a lot of people will be comfortable with. Um, I personally don't really like it because to me it feels very bleh um that's about the only word I can really pit on it um I'm not really sure what else to say on that one um another thing that we tend to get asked is how we deal with day-to-day life um and you know it's kind of chaotic I'm not gonna lie. Um, it it's kind of hard to organize things and plan days ahead and you know things like that. Um, we have little to no control over who fronts. Um, it's not something that that we can control. Um, so organizing a day can be very problematic because of the lack of certainty um, on if, for example, I'm going to stay front all day or if someone else is going to take over or so on and so forth. Um, day-to-day life can be very draining us for us we're constantly tired we're constantly fatigued we're constantly in pain um if we're having a really um bad day um dissociation uh derealization and depersonalization can be very hard hitting for us um we've had an instance where um, we weren't even sure if we were in reality, 
um, we were like 100% certain that we were uh, maybe in some sort of simulation or maybe in some sort of dream um, because nothing felt real and we couldn't connect to the reality. Um, it didn't matter what we tried, uh, everything just seemed fake. Everything just seemed surreal. Um, so day-to-day -day life can be interesting depending on the kind of day that we're having. Um, but the day that we're having kind of just depends on our environmental factors and depends on um, our health factors and, and so many other different factors. Um, so yeah, um, not easy to organize things. We do leave notes for each other and sometimes if we leave notes for each other, um, that can help with getting things done. So making sure that people know about appointments and such, um, as long as there's like a note written down somewhere, uh, we tend to go to those, but if there's no note, then there's probably a high chance that we're not going, um, or, um, depending on what it is, um, if it's a certain event or things like that, it can get complicated and it honestly depends on that fronter and how they feel about going to that event and if they want to go to the event and so on and so forth. Um, so I hope that answers some questions at least and thank you all so much for tuning into this first episode and I wish you all the best and I hope to see you again soon or well talk to you again soon.